Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Hello, and welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And today we are here talking to you about ancestry, or at least one arm of ancestry, because that is a massive topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when we were like talking about what are we going to talk about on our podcast, Veronica was sharing with me that she and her husband had a chat on a hike and uh, ancestry came up. Yeah, it was heated discussion, which I oh, didn't, it was heated. It was very well heated, meaning he used the word controversy. And I was like, I literally have never thought of ancestry as a controversy. Well, and your concept of ancestry. So you're really into looking up your ancestors, like Ancestry.com. Yes. Here's my family tree. Check this all out. Oh, my God. I met this relative that I didn't know I ever had. Cool. Yes. All <laughs> that is true. It's the coolest thing to actually find out where you come from, but then also find relatives that literally live in the town next to you. Right. That's weird. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. Like close relatives. My, fir- my first cousin, second cousin. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And have lunch with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, so here's neat. where I am. Text me and check in. Yeah. Yeah. This is we a still, stranger. We still message like- each other. <laughs> so cool. Anyways, yeah, it started with this, this idea. We were talking on the hike um, about ancestry and like where you come from and um, like how that plays a role in your spiritual practice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then you you and I were talking this morning and you had like this whole list of different ways we could talk about ancestry. And yeah. so I think we need to table some of those for future podcasts because this is a really huge topic. Um, and there are so many different ways to think about ancestry and how it informs um, your spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're going to talk about today. How does your ancestry inform your spiritual practice? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> okay. We're going to do that. I'm, and Veronica's going to work really hard today to keep me on track because my brain has been everywhere this She's morning. all over the place. <laughs> Seriously. The second I walked in, I got to do this. Whoa. Okay. Let's just record this. <laughs> like, but in an hour I have to, no, right now we're yeah. going to sit here. So, you know, this is a good time to breathe. Earlier this morning, my mom said, you just need to breathe. I'm like, I don't have time for breathing. I don't have time right like now. You're doing it already. <laughs> just concentrate on it. Just bring your focus on what you're already doing. <laughs> I, I will only do that if I can breathe and do these yeah. five other things on my to-do list, but I cannot take intentional breaths and only do that right now. <laughs> That's the kind of day I'm having, everyone. Listen to your mother. (laughs) Listen to your mother. (laughs) Oh, God. I hope she doesn't. Hi, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell her specifically to listen to this episode, honestly. Oh, dear. So lineage. I I wanted Emily to start off talking about um, her background and her family and, yeah, how that plays, how your lineage in your family plays a role in you know, your practice today or your spiritual outlook. 
Totally. So um, I have looked at my ancestry. I I cannot be re- say that I'm responsible for doing all the research like Veronica has done, but I have people in my family who have done all the research on both sides, on my dad's and my mom's side, and traced us back to like on my dad's side back to the 1500s, which is like wild, right? <laughs> it's so crazy the records that have been kept, and and then you know it's it's fun. It's fun to look at all of that. Um. And then on my mom's side, I think we go back to the 1600s is what what cool. I've seen anyway. Um, I may be misquoting that because it's been a while since I looked at that one. Anyway, uh, all of my ancestry is from the UK, basically. So everything is Scottish and English and Welsh mm-hmm. um, in my heritage. There may be this French dude in the 1500s. <laughs> There is always that right? one yeah, <laughs> on my dad's side of the family, but it's iffy as to whether or not he's the same so-and-so as this so-and-so. And yeah, anyway, how all that plays out. Um, so there's that. And I guess I can talk about that too, because I'm very, I feel very connected to the United Kingdom and I have spent some time there. I did like a semester in London and then I've been back three times since then to travel around and I have friends in Scotland. Hi, friends in Scotland. And uh, <laughs> and I have a good, really good friend, a couple friends in Ireland who I actually haven't been to Ireland, but um, but hi guys. So <laughs> just in case they're listening, I'm just saying hello to everyone today. Uh, so I feel a really strong pull there, and I can honestly say that when I first set foot on the soil in Scotland, I was like, oh, mm. I just came home. Nice. So whatever lineage I have, I mean, this is not talking about witchcraft necessarily, but just speaking to the fact that I do think we carry something with us in our DNA, DNA and this is just my personal bias, belief, whatever. Um, that we carry something with us in our DNA from our history and our lineage and, and our roots and that that comes with us and that we, our bodies remember, even if we've never been somewhere. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say on that and not just, yeah. Um, I think specifically like that, I, I mean, I know where my lineage comes from, but like, I don't have like witchcraft or um, pagan religion in my background mm-hmm. that I have seen, um, or even, you know, witness in my household or, you know, that I don't have that. Um, but I feel it uh-huh. in my body. Like I feel like the call to nature. I feel the call, like when I'm making bread, like that's like a really deep thing. Like for some reason, I'm just, I keep coming back to that. I want to just work with the dough. Like mm-hmm. I just want to get my hands in the soil. I just want to go to a certain place like the coast. Like there's certain places that like really hit me really deep. And I feel like that is ancestral. That's my lineage. That's like where I'm coming from. Um, Not that it's not a part of me, but like it hits so deep. You know, you have that thing that you do or that you're called to that you're like hits you really deep. And you're like, this isn't just me. Like this is coming from maybe hundreds of years ago or um someone in my lineage like this was their livelihood or this is and then maybe they passed it down and it got cut off somewhere you know but like you're it's living again inside of you kind of thing well and 
you know, you could also argue, so just to throw a monkey wrench into this whole ancestry thing, um, <laughs> you could also argue if you believe in this kind of thing that it's past life. Correct. Right. That maybe, or that your past lives are tied to your lineage in some way. This is, this is the controversy that my husband and I got into. Oh, actually. Okay. It's pretty intense. The idea that you can only be born into your lineage. So we talked oh. about past lives and lineage and like um, the belief system that you could only be born in, within your own lineage. So in other words, I, I don't I do not believe this. I don't believe this it is a lineage. This is an idea. This is out there. And this is a belief that you could only be born into your lineage. So I could not be born like into a different culture unless that culture was somehow integrated back into my lineage. Yeah. It's so weird when you said that it did not land well yeah. for me. Like yeah. in my body, my body was like, uh, I call BS. Like, no, <laughs> like I feel it in my chest right now. I'm like, no, I don't think that can be true. And maybe that's just be. I think the reason that I yeah. can't buy into that right, right off the bat, mm -hmm. like I'd have to hear a better argument, but, uh, or a different kind of argument because I've done a lot of my own like hypnotherapy and trance work and visioning. And I've had visions of what I think are past lives that were in totally different cultures mm -hmm. that I have no connection to at all in my lineage that I'm aware of. Yep. Um, where my skin was a different color in the vision and yep. my, the landscape was totally foreign and yeah, just, I don't know. And, yeah. and yep. you know, who knows? You could also, I guess the scientific part of that would be, Emily has a very strong imagination. <laughs> you may also hold that up. <laughs> also true. I do have a very strong imagination. Who knows? But yeah, I just think it's really interesting to think like, I mean, like I never thought of ancestry and like controversy around that or a way of looking at your lineage, but the past life version of like that, you know, you might only be born into your own lineage. Um, I could see the controversy there because the lack of diversity, you know, that that would give way to. Right. Um, is like, oh, okay. Well then, you know, my ancestor, somebody in my line would have to, you know, mix with another culture, which happens all the time. Right. You know, and then that culture gets integrated back into my lineage. And then that would be a part of me. So I have to. Uh, so interesting. Yeah, yeah it's really. <laughs> I feel like it's a spider web, you know, yeah. like it just tracing back tracing back tracing back and like where do all those lines go well and that's it i i i guess i also have such an open way of looking at things that like um everything's connected yeah that it's hard for me to look at lineage as a line like uh -huh. the line in the lineage it's yeah. like okay it's hard to me i look at always as like a branch like as you're looking at your family and it keeps branching off and branching off so how could you know how could that not be different? How could there not yeah. be diversity added in there? So that's interesting. The, yeah. So that was our, that was a really cool conversation that we had um, going back and forth about, you know, ancestry lineage, you know, and past lives. And, uh -huh. and that is what spawned this podcast, dear listeners, <laughs> was that conversation. Circle back around. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I think about my own lineage and I don't have witchcraft as far as I know anywhere 
in my lineage that that I ever saw. I mean, and and again, it's very probable that folk yeah. magic was existing. You know, people relied on things in the land, yeah. which is often what we refer to as folk magic today, right? Um, I mean, folk magic has a, is a lot more in depth than that. But if we were just to distill it down to the simplest thing, it's a it's often um, connected to herb lore and the medicine that we get mm-hmm. in that way and um, the beliefs that we hold around the seasons and the cycles because it was survival, right? It was about planting your crops and how are we going to survive and what's going to happen and how do we work with what might be the energies or the beliefs about the spirits of the land or a higher power of some sort to help ensure that we're going to have great crops and have food to get us through the winter, right? So I imagine in that way, and this is, again, my imaginings because I don't actually know. I mean, I've, I've read the diary. So here's a cool thing, total mm-hmm. sidebar uh, tangent, is that I read the diaries of like my great, let's see, what would it be? My great, great, great aunt uh, that my grandmother had. Cool. They were these handwritten diaries oh, wow. from like the, I want to say it was the mid 1800s or late 1800s. These are how these diaries read. I mean, it was fascinating and so like, I don't know. It was almost surreal to be holding somebody's diary with their handwriting, but the diary entries were like, today we bought five sacks of flour. And And I was like, this is real. Like these were important things to document because it was about survival. Uh And there was an entry in there about when the barn burned down and somebody died in the barn fire. And, uh, but it was a lot of it felt like reporting yes. versus the emotional piece of it. Mm-hmm. It was more like documentation, which I, I'm guessing family Bibles are similar. You know, when people have family bi- Bibles that they keep the records of who's born, who died, who got married, who did what. I have one of those. Yeah. So, but it's like, a re- it's a record, yep. right? It's a record keeping. Um. Anyway, that's that's just something on the side, but I don't know what my lineage is. I just have never seen anything as far as witchcraft goes. So spiritually, I don't know what it is, except I know I have a lot, a lot of Mormon history um, on my mom's side. It's heavy on the Mormon side, uh, which is actually why my family came here from England was to join the church. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I, there's a whole story. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I am not Mormon. Um <laughs> But it exists in my yeah. lineage. And and what I want to speak to is what is more close to me. Like my grandmother on my mom's side um, always said that nature is her church. So, you know, when I was growing up, we spent a lot of time outside when I'd visit her. And she had this amazing garden. It was all like flowers. They, she wasn't like a huge veggie person or anything, but just – Her home was amazing with Mm. all these flowers and trees and everything was pruned and it was like a park. Nice. It was beautiful. And and she took great joy in being there. And even when she got older and we would go places, she would want to go places where there was nature. And we like when I took her to the Redwoods for the first time, I mean, she was just like mind blown. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if it was her first time, but it was her first time with me. And we spent a really long time getting cricks in our necks looking up at the red ones. (laughs) (laughs) And then my, on my dad's side, I grew up with hunters and fishermen. So my whole childhood was spent, much of my childhood was spent camping Mm -hmm. and the men would go off hunting, which I did not like even then. 
um, says the vegetarian, but, <laughs> but I get it. Right. I understand it. I don't, I think hunting is perfectly fine if you're going to eat it. Um, eat what you kill. And my point is I, the outdoors was a huge part of my childhood growing up and a huge part of my family culture. And as a result, mm -hmm. I feel like my connection to the earth, which I think I even probably had before that, you know, it just, but it just is amplified mm -hmm. as we move through that. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in suburbia, so <laughs> I don't have that. We did, we did have horses. So mm. I, I guess my connection in suburbia? out in the desert. So oh. I lived in Phoenix. So it was out in the desert. Like I lived in the suburbia of Phoenix, but like we kept horses out in the desert. Um, so we, we would ride in the desert. Mm. So like my connection with nature as a child was through the desert, which is a whole different energy yeah. than the area that I live in now. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I really had a hard time connecting actually with the desert energy and never felt like I belonged there um, until, you know, and I would come here to California in summers. I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like the Garden of Eden, like just plant like plant life yeah. everywhere is incredible the rivers the ocean it was just like wow could feel could feel like that is where I want to be and that's where I ended up yay but I'm just <laughs> I didn't have um yeah my background was you know I was raised Christian scientist mm -hmm. so and that actually went um for three generations in my family um, oh I didn't know that yeah three generations in my family um my great grandfather chose to switch from, I think he was, a. am trying to remember. He was a Christian of a Christian faith and he was a, he was a preacher and he decided to switch to Christian scientist as it came forward. And it's a newer religion. So that got passed down and my mom would think sadly has ended with our generation. <laughs> like none of us kids have taken to that. Um, for our own reasons, you know, yeah. but yeah, our lineage is interesting. And I look back and a lot of the, a lot of the lineage, um, we actually, a lot of our family came from France and, you know, via, we came through, um, Canada. So I have a lot of Canadian okay. stuff going on in my ancestry and how that is related. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you all needed to know all of that, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a lot of like connection with nature. And you know, as my sister actually introduced me to this concept of the goddess, mm -hmm. I didn't even know. Like, what? Is well, that just something teenager? made up? I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah isn't that just something made up? And like uh... the link of. Because for me, that's mythology. Like that's, uh -huh. my mom was an English teacher. So like all of that is mythology. So right. that's like a made up story. Right. Um, not that that could be a living thing that someone could believe in. So yeah, I mean, I, I got, I like close at home was my sister. Like she brought that, you know, to me. And that's how I actually started exploring it myself. Well, it, you know, I was thinking about this this morning when, when, cause I knew we were going to be talking about this and I was thinking about how did, how did this, I don't know, 
relationship to kind of paganism and witchcraft and all of that appear in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I look back, I can see that it was always there. Like I can go back to being like three years old and believing in Casper the Friendly Ghost and that, (laughs) you know, and really believing, believing with Mm. my whole soul that he lived in my closet. And um, (laughs) that sounds scary. No, it was good. He was my friend. Oh, He made it so that I could (laughs) sleep away from my parents. (laughs) No joke. Anyway, um, but early on, I I believed in this, I'm using air quotes, but supernatural. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that built on itself over time between my connection with nature, which I was always encouraged to go outside and play, get dirty, Mm -hmm. make potions, use your imagination, like paint yourself with mud. It was like all good at my house. Like that stuff was super encouraged. And so I had that connection to the earth. And then the idea of making potions and the idea of Mm. being able to, um, to create something, you know, or shift something or alter the way that things were moving by intention, which I, I couldn't have articulated that in any way, shape, or form when I was like six, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was already doing that. And I think that is part of the gift of childhood is the magical thinking that we have and the feeling that we are powerful. Um, and I think that that is also part of what is at the heart of my own spiritual practice mm-hmm. is yeah. not the idea that I'm all powerful, but the idea that I can shift my consciousness. Mm-hmm. I can create change. Um, and, and I can do all of that while living in rhythm with the planet and the cosmos. That's magical. Right? <laughs> Is that ancestral for me? I don't know. But well, it's so interesting hearing you because I'm like sitting here and not resonating with that at all as my oh, childhood okay. for my childhood at all. I feel like How I- How are we friends? I don't even know, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I feel like I, I, imagination was not a thing. Like it was survival in my house. Uh-huh. Like there was no nurturing of any of that. It was like, get outside. I, I'm from a large family. It was like, just get out of sight, get out of my hair. You know, uh-huh. it wasn't, <laughs> you know, and like the imagination, I don't remember I'm doing any of those things that like I would encourage in my own child, like, right. or that you had in your childhood, like. The po- all of that, like the most, I was all about concrete things. Like we would make mud pies yeah, and try to feed them to the neighbor as oh. real chocolate pies. That was horrible. So loving. <laughs> <laughs> I was like really obvious it's mud. So anyway, <laughs> I just made it. It's a chocolate pie. Like, yeah, no. So doesn't matter what your background is, you know, and how you come to where you come. It's like knowing, feeling what's right for you. you right. Know? Eventually, you know. Yeah. Eventually, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I tell, you know, I'm talking about all this like fantasy and stuff that I had going on, which is, is also who I am. Like, again, imagination, it's totally my strong suit. Um, but I remember getting my hand on my first deck of tarot cards and being like, oh, this is something. Like, mm-hmm. this is something. Now, did that come from my ancestry? No, probably. Not. I mean, maybe, but not anybody that I'm aware of. Yeah. You know, uh, but I also was never shot down, I guess, for I was just thinking about when I was like 20, 
to, and I went to Washington to visit my grandparents and I went to witch camp while I was up there. Mm-hmm. And, cool. uh, or no, I was, I was older than that. I must've been 25. Anyway, I remember going up there and, uh, and I was up staying with my grandparents and I was like, I'm going to witch camp. And my grandma was like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whatever, right. sweetie. She, her thing was always like, I don't know about you, Emily. Uh-huh. I just don't know about you. And I was like, I don't know about me either, but I'm going and I'll be back. And when I came back, I brought her like this kyanite necklace. And uh, when I, the woman I bought it from said it was good for clearing chakras. So I was like, hey, grandma, I got you this necklace and it's good for clearing your chakras. And she was like, oh, well, maybe my chakras need clearing. Cool. Like, thank you, basically. You know, like, and she wore that thing for years. I actually have it now. She wore it until she oh died. Like, she would wear it all the time. And I would tease her about it. Uh, but, like, th- she didn't ever mm-hmm. go, like, no, you can't. There's no such thing. Or, right. Yeah. And my parents never did that either. Like, you're They're, crazy witch camp. You, right. You're not, no. not job. Like, yeah. oh, go, there goes Emily dancing to the beat of her own drum. Like, yeah. Have a good time, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm blessed in that way because I know that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. So I think there's also a way that our lineage and our ancestry can support us, per- perhaps when we think about like our nice. our close ancestry, like the people who influence us in our family now um, or chosen family. You know, I, I believe ancestry doesn't just have to be blood yeah, family. Yeah, I mean, some people's families are some piece of work. And you, you know, you have all kinds of things happening in families yeah. that break them apart or have, you know, disharmony. And you're like, yep, nope, I don't talk to blah, 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 or I don't have a blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you make that, hopefully. Right. You make a family. And we don't, you know, when, so this also strikes me as like when you think about family and ancestry, back when mortality rates were so much higher you know, it was so common for parents to die and children to be taken by maybe another family member or somebody who lived in the town or whatever it might be, or families split apart because of tragedy. Mm-hmm. So all the kids would end up somewhere else. And those kids all went on and would make their own families. But tracing back to where they actually came from, we don't know, but they were influenced and held by other forces outside of their blood lineage. Yeah, I have that in my ancestry. My grandfather, that happened with my grandfather. Yeah, that happened yep. with my husband's yep. family too. Not my husband, but his his grandpa. Yeah. Or grand, great-grandpa. Anyway, <laughs> somebody back there a little so ways. So it really, it doesn't, like, your lineage obviously influences mm-hmm. you. Um, but it also is not the only influence on how you're, you live your, you know, you live your life and how you practice your own spirituality. Yes. You know, you can, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I'm interested in trying, you know, to look at the tarot, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's like, oh, okay, you can make your own, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your own spiritual practice, your own spiritual self. You don't have to have a background. You, you know, obviously it's really cool to look in your background. Like if you have that capacity and you want to like the research, like I went, I've done all that research, ancestry.com, family search, like all this stuff online. I did this way back in the nineties yeah. when there was no internet I remember. and you were on microfilm yep. turning the thing, going to the Mormon church, like super cool and fun. Yeah. You know, to, to have that moment of like, wow, this person is related to me 
and you know they lived in canada and they spoke french yeah you know like that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far removed from all of that, you know? My grandma was actually born in Canada. She said nothing about being born in French Canada. Really? Where they spoke French. She, you know, she was born and raised there. She did come over when she was really young, but she, there was nothing of her generation that would speak to that. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, exciting. It is exciting. I mean, it is, it is all really fascinating. I was thinking about, um, this one friend that I have who's her, she has like Italian magic, Italian folk magic. I'll call it that. I don't think she would call it that, but, uh, witchcraft on, on her mom's side of her family, I believe. And then her mom remarried, um, somebody. So she has a stepdad who is Persian and she had a Persian, she had Persian grandparents. Wow. And cool. so she got to learn all these other traditions, like witchy traditions, um, both Italian and Persian. And, you know, is was the Persian family her blood family? No, but they were her heart family and she learned so much from them. And all of that has informed her own practice. So I think it's, you know, again, where what is your ancestry? That's just like we really went a different path than we <laughs> We actually went all over the place because this actually, this topic that you're talking about, your friend, was another thing that I was talking to. I'm circling back. Here we go, you guys. Circling back. <laughs> another topic I was talking to my husband on this hike about was um, being American. Oh, uh-huh. And, and being American, not having like a strong heavy cultural background such as your friend so here we come from like all over the place like mm -hmm. we have all these different you know areas of our culture like but they're everywhere like there's nothing that like you can hold on to whereas in your friend example of your friend like she had the persian okay and it was like this is a steeped culture for thousands of years that she could pull on and it's in her family you know Whereas here as Americans, a lot of us don't have that. That's true. That is true. I mean, we have our family culture to mm -hmm. draw on, which might not be a, um, I guess, ethnic or, um, or, uh, oh my gosh, geographical. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is it when it's a place? <laughs> I know. I see your hand. Right. Like, I know. I'm, I'm actually, if you could see me, you would understand, but you can't. So, uh. <laughs> But you, you might not have an ethnic or a, a cultural um, background, mm -hmm. a col excuse me, geographic background. Um, but we do all have some type of family culture that we pull from. And sometimes that is not rich in tradition. I mean, we might have family tradition. My family had lots of traditions. Yeah, we make pancakes on your birthday morning in the shape of your age. Oh, that's, really? Yeah. That's your birth. That's, that's your tradition? That is a tradition in our family. Family culture. Now, is that your... <laughs> is that steeped in thousands of years? No. But well, where did it originate? <laughs> my mom, my stepdad, they just came up with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, so you know just... where it came from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we always got oranges on Christmas. Yep, we did that too. Yeah, and but that is something that went back to my grandma's time period, and like you know, that was like really a treat. 
like it was a big deal to get an orange. We're like, I'm like, I never ate the orange. I ate the M&Ms in the stocking. I never <laughs> ate the orange. The orange just sat there. Well, if you didn't have M&Ms, you totally That's would have true. eaten that orange. Yeah. If you didn't have the candy that you get. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's like, where are the origins of these? Yep. I mean, it's like with anything. Where are the origins? Oh my gosh, I'm going to shut up because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to go yeah. down the rabbit yeah. hole through the looking glass and out the other side. <laughs> like... So we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, we will be continue to talk about ancestry at a later date. Yes, for we sure. Will, because we will circle back to this topic. A lot to mm. talk about. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, I honestly would love to hear some of your traditions. So if you happen to have some traditions or even some folk magic traditions that have um, gone through your family, um, you know, you can drop us a line at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net or find me on social media over at wisewomanwitchery. Um, you can find me on Facebook or on Instagram, and you can definitely share a post there about some of your own I'd like history. to see that. Yeah. Right? That's a, such yeah. a cool topic. I might even start a post over there and see see what comes of it uh, <laughs> for folks who might not listen to this. But, but if you're listening, hop on over. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this is a very, very rich topic. And I think there's so much we can learn from each other. I'm mm -hmm. all about learning from each other. That's a lot all. of learning. So much learning. <laughs> there's always more to learn. I love learning and I get tired of learning too. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I get humbled by learning. <sighs> I think I know something and then I get like, I you fall down. That. You I don't get know knocked it. down by you something I learn. I know. You think you know it. You don't know it. I know. I want to know it. <laughs> I come from a long line of arguers. Um, <laughs> So we're going to go now. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about my lineage and how my dad always had to be right, even when he was so wrong. And I think I maintained some of that, but I've, you know, I'm like, I want to be right, even when I'm wrong. But then I admit I'm wrong. Okay, I'm we're going to oh, go now. See, Veronica has to rein me in. Oh, my poor brain. <laughs> thank you for joining us, everyone. Yes, thank you so much. Be well. Stay magical. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Witch Next Door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the Anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign-up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. 
Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>